You're listening to The Impulse Project, featuring music from the demo scene and the tracking community. project this is episode four yeah four man i've already lost track this is we're only four episodes in i'm already i already lost count and uh today i am hosting the show and we've got two other hosts with us as well you already know ed and uh he's with us today hello and we also have james what's up impulse project tears yeah do you have a a name for your followers (laughs) no that that doesn't exist thank you it's true we need to come up with a with a name for our listeners (laughs) And anyways, so uh, yeah, it's three of us today. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to recording. I've been trying to get James on the show for so long now. And, you know, it's been me and Ed and we have a lot of fun. But, you know, the more the merrier. And this is great and uh, really excited. That track that brought us in, that was called Captain BZ. It's an XM file composed by BZL, also written BZL Scro. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that, but I've seen it written different ways. Anyways, it's an eight channel XM file at 50, about 51K. And it's not Captain Beezy, it's Captain Beezy. Captain Beezy. <laughs> Captain Beezy. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of stank on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about this guy other than he's German and he has a bunch of other tracks floating around the web and he's apparently goes by the name Bizzle sometimes. Like, there's a few other mod files that I found of his and uh, his r- name's written Bizzle in there, but nice. it's credited so, BZL. So maybe he's a Snoop Dogg fan. Yeah, he's got, he's got a little gangster in him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is a really cool track. In fact, James, you picked this one out. You were like, oh, yeah, we should play this. Yeah, you were showing me a list of different tracks the other day, and, and we we're just going through stuff. And I was like, whoa, this track is insane. Like, can I can I pick this one? So, yeah. you know, when I was on the show, so uh, just just right away blew me away. I mean, it kind of has like this almost like a Phantom of the Opera type feel to the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. It's very classical to me, too. It, it almost sounds like if you take out the drums and some of the heavy bass, mm-hmm. it could be, this could be, uh, you know, Mozart piece or, you know, yeah, old score. I just yeah. thought it was very cool to have like that chiptune sound, but it's very Phantom of the Opera. And then it just explodes with all those, you know, fat stacks of arpeggios and stuff like that. So yeah. it's pretty nuts. I mean, Ed, I sent this to you a while back, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it's a cool track. The instrument text actually reads, the full title of the, the mod file is The Adventures of Captain Bizet. And this tune was made for the 8,000th release of Cracktro or Keygen of Virility. Pretty nuts. Yeah. yeah and the, well, you forgot the rest of the intro text. It says, keep it safe. 
and always finish facial. <laughs> June 2007. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. And this was a keygen for A Shampoo Burning Studio 7, which I, I never used, but I know the, the burning software. I, I think I've used the software before. I don't know about this version, though. It's a cool track, though. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I was kind of iffy on that intro. I'm like, all right, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't know if it was going to like be something that would fit into the kind of chiptune we normally play on the show. And then once once the, the beats and the arpeggios kicked in, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is totally A-plus material. Totally. And then when it kicks out of that that really fast rhythm section and uh, those uh, the scales and it goes back into that melody or into the melody for the first time, I think that's, that's wild because... It's it's almost like this whole new tempo uh, that we're hearing, and then you know it immediately goes back into this just crazy classical piece. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cool track. Yeah, it almost kind of reminded me of like Russian folk dance, like a little bit of a Tetris feel or something. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Anyways, what do you got next for us? Next up is going to be one of my picks, and we're going to go with Choke. It. Choke it. This is from uh, the artist Jakim. Let's take a listen. Welcome back. That track was called Choke from the artist Jakim. It was an impulse tracker file, 24 channels of glorious sound, and 572 kilobytes. And uh, it's got a super awesome groove to it. I really love the bass line. Yeah, I was I was digging it, dude. Like that's that's like almost like a beatnik kind of club. Like a, just sitting in there. I don't know. There's a lot of like portamento with the notes and. Uh, it has that that organ that's just wild. This mm. is so cool. Yeah, and especially like that beatnik, like uh, that that second solo is like almost like a flute solo. So it really kind of gives you that right, right. very snappy feel. Yeah, it kind of gave me like this funky, like like seventies cop type feel to me. Like uh, I don't know, <laughs> like uh, I, I guess I compare a lot of things to game music. So this would feel almost like some Sega Saturn to me. Oh yeah, like, totally. From yeah, what I play like, like Virtual Cop or something like that. It's very smooth and, and there's kind of like a, a nice, you know, funky beat to it, but it's not too intense, but I really like this track. You know, I thought by the the title Choke It or Choke IT that it would be a little bit more intense. When I first yeah. saw, you know, you put it in Dropbox, I, I was looking, I was like, oh, this is going to be like this heavy hitting track, and it's completely the opposite. It's mm-hmm. extremely mellow. It's a really cool track though. Awesome. I was uh, trying to figure out what those little 
there's like two little vocal parts in the yeah in the yeah. song, and I was trying to figure out what the guy was saying. So you know, I, I isolated the individual samples, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's like a three-syllable pattern that's in the vocal, and it's literally one sample that goes mm, one that goes uh, and one that goes eh. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe it's just something I can't translate. Maybe it's in Polish. I'm like, no, it actually sounds like what no, I thought it was. It's just grunts. Yeah, choking <laughs> it. Mm, yeah, no, uh, there's, a, eh. there's a bunch of other uh, tracks that I sent you that just total gibberish uh samples that, are, that really create this really amazing chip tune this is a, a great example of just like what you can do with with a tracker and mm-hmm. how you can just really modify and play with these all these different sounds and kind of create something unique nobody else is doing definitely so uh you guys if you are interested in more of jackim's stuff you can head over to jackim.org.pl and he's actually got quite a few eps and albums available and there's a lot of electronic experimental noise uh some more chiptune kind of stuff he also writes applications and like rudimentary games and game maker so he's really still quite active and you can you can check out all of his stuff on his website oh right and when is he still composing a lot of stuff now yeah he's got some some more recent stuff. I don't know if he's doing so much of the um, chiptune stuff now, but he says he does ambient, orchestral, classical, jazz, blues, electronic, rock, and even break core. Wow. So um, wow. he does freelancing, so you can actually commission music from him, and he'll he'll write you songs for your projects. Wow, Jaquim is jamming. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. That's, that's pretty awesome. So are we going to get into the next pick I got? I think we're ready for it. All right, so, well, I hope you're ready, because this is kind of a big one. Um, this is actually a really well-known, you know, mod file. It's very, very classic, and I think a lot of people who are into like demo scene music will know it. It's called Canilla Cook, and it's a, a mod file that's four channels at 154k. And I think I just put the explicit flag on us in uh, what, whatever it is. <laughs> it, yeah. So uh, let's listen to that, and we'll be right back.
heard Canilla Cook, which is a four-channel mod file at 154K, and this was composed by Moby of Alcatraz, who is better known now as El Mobo. He's a, a French composer. His real name is Frederick Mott, and this guy has just an unbelievable arsenal of tracks, and this is one of my favorite all-times. I've heard this track a, a million times over, even though it's an eight minute long track, but mm-hmm. man, wild, right? It's like an entire rock concert built into four minutes It's in, or eight minutes. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's I can nuts. totally see why it's so popular. A lot of people like it because of it's just so dynamic. There's so many different sections and parts to this song. It doesn't get boring. There's always something new, always something interesting. There's always a new kind of theme and section. It starts off really like soft and ambient, and then it speeds up into this rock kind of synth and mm-hmm. gets really wild, and then uh, it slows back down into a minute for like this kind of swing kind of groove and then gets right back into that ambient pop rock style. Yeah, I think one thing that I really like about really long songs is that they they kind of tend to have like their own story. I mean, there's no words or anything like that, but you feel like each section kind of take that feeling and apply it to like how people tell stories. And I mean, there's different parts and it kind of slows down and ramps up and it feels like some parts are like, you know, like the ending climax and then some of it are like the credits. And so uh, this track just, it just kept taking you to new places. And I really like that. Yeah, there's definitely a journey built into this track right here. 
Um, I really like the, uh, the part where it really slows down and there's kind of like that bass solo. Yeah. And then the, the synths just start picking up with those stabbing yeah. notes. And then it goes right into this really cool cock rock track that, you know, sounds almost like something that like Tim Fallon would compose in one of his Super Nintendo games. It's just really rocking. Yeah. And this is, I mean, think 1991 when this track came out. I mean, that's just unbelievable. And, you know, there's 15 different samples in this in this uh, mod file and they're just all just high quality they all sound really good all the effects he's using like the tone portamentos vibratos pitching volume effects and everything like that just sounds perfect and exactly where it should be everything is very clean and uh those those uh kind of like minor chords and major chords that like he has synth in for i don't know maybe like four minutes in ah it just makes my my whole body just tingle and i i just get off on that i love it really awesome yeah and if i wasn't like you know counting or really thinking about the number of instruments playing at once i would probably say that this was more than a four channel track it's really impressive that it's just four channels yeah his balance is is pretty insane it's funny because uh he goes by moby or he used to back in the the old days uh, this is how i knew him in fact when he went to el moba i didn't i didn't know that they were both the same composer mm -hmm. <laughs> and and he said he had to drop the the handle moby because he started to release music outside of the game and demo scene kind of sphere he says, he says, as you all know, there's finally some stupid ass who chose the same handle to release his commercial music as me. So I had to change my name so I didn't get confused. And uh, no, I just thought that was pretty funny because, yeah. you know, he didn't he, he just clearly wanted to separate himself from uh, the, the Moby that most people know today. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't hear about him until because I really wasn't, you know, into the Amiga chip scene too much, but very much into, you know, video game music. So my first introduction to his stuff was on the Nightmare Creatures soundtrack. Right, right, um, right. The PlayStation and Dreamcast. So when I had found out that this dude who created these awesome kind of like gothic metal soundtracks also created these amazing chip tunes, not all of which were, were really rock based. I was completely blown away at the versatility of it. Yeah, you know, and it's funny too because you can go to his website. It's elmobo.bandcamp.com and uh, he has a ton of stuff that he's done. And it, the, the problem is though that um, I gotta be honest, you know, a lot of the games that he's done work for that he has showcased are kind of crap. Like, <laughs> like uh, he's got like Dolphin Island Underwater Adventures, uh, there's Planet Rescue. Magic Puzz, which I guess is like like trying to be cool puzzle, I, I guess. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's play. You abbreviate puzzle. Yeah. Nice job, guys. Yeah. Let's let's play Garden, um, Science Papa, Imagine Teacher Class Trip. Yeah, they just sound like very generic titles. Yeah, me. it was like wow. he could have been doing the score for Bratz or something. I don't know. But he has yeah. some really impressive stuff, too. And, uh, you know, if you just listen to some of his, his full-length albums that he's made, he has like the old Amiga Day albums that he's remastered. Uh, it's just, it's unbelievable what this guy can produce. And uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite composers, and this is a, a fantastic track. Yeah, and he's got a new game coming out, too. It's called Double Kick Heroes. And uh, it's basically like a kind of a mobile rhythm-based game where you're this metal band riding on a back of a gundalak, which is basically a Cadillac with guns on the back. <laughs> and you, and it's a music-based game, all with his music. And wow. you, you fire at like chasing zombies. Uh, you fire out of the back of this Cadillac and uh, like try to like kill these zombies as you're driving through the desert. So he's he's like still doing this cool stuff. Yeah, it's between that and let's play garden. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just got, I have to think of which way to spend my time. But <laughs> I think magic puzz might be mine. Yeah, yeah totally. So, 
Yeah, this track specifically, though, was for an Amiga demo that took second place at the Amiga Summit convention in 1991 called Substance. That's the name of the demo itself, and it was by Cortex and Alliance Design. I looked at the demo. It's it's pretty cool, I guess, but the fact that, I mean, it took second place. A lot of people already, you know, right when the, the demo came out, people had heard this, so it's mm-hmm. it's nothing like unearthing or new. It's this, uh, this is a very classic track, and I think for that reason. Anyways, Ed, uh, you are next on the lineup, my friend. What do you got? Absolutely. I'm going to pick a track called, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly, Pleiadians. Pleiadians? We'll go with Pleiadians. Let's do it. Let's rock. Welcome back. That was Pleiadians from Beak, otherwise known as Chris J. Hampton, and that was an impulse tracker tune in 13 channels at 55 kilobytes and a total 180 degree turn from our previous track, Canola Cook. Right. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. I, I first when I first heard this track for the first time, like a few weeks ago, I uh, I wasn't really that into it. And then about 30 seconds in, you give it a little bit of time. And uh, the solo and the the melody starts picking up, and I it totally won me over. That's where I caught on to, yeah. Yeah, totally fell in love with this uh, after hearing that. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a great, great track. It's very fun, fast-paced, um, very bright. It makes me think of something like Sonic Colors on the Wii or something like that, a very fast-paced, moving scene, but it's still very fun and happy almost feeling. So uh, I really liked it. It was uh, lots of layering of the echoes, which I thought was really great. A really interesting track. Yeah, it was a good pick, dude. I 
I don't know. How did you come across this? You know, it was. Uh, I just have a ton of tracks on my on my computer, and I listen to them at random, kind of like you guys do. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was slogging through. It was just like a bad collection of tunes, and they were all just very mundane. And then this one popped up, and my ears like magically just perked, and I was like, "Whoa, this is really really cool." <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, as those solos went, especially towards the end of that like third keyboard solo, where he just like kills those keys i was like wow this yeah. is some really good stuff yeah. so i nope. wanted to throw it in here yeah it definitely feels like a video game track to mm-hmm. me it definitely feels like alberto like, gonzalez something like that yeah, yeah definitely. like it could be in like some kind of like uh uh i hate to use the term like wave race or you know mm-hmm. like a boat like racing game or some kind of like dreamcast or arcade you know boat simulation yeah hydro thunder or nothing something. like too graphically violent or anything like that something kind of fun and yeah yeah Kirby style. Yeah, very bright. So anything, yeah. anything else you got on this uh, on this track? Yeah. Um, if you uh, head over to chrisjh.com, you can actually see the page that he put up on the web when this uh, track got released. And the text for this track, which I don't think is included in the actual text of the file itself, says, What's up, y'all? This chip came out March 3rd, 2009 and is my first release through SKE, which stands for Satanic Kids... Enterprise. So I guess this is his first release for that particular group. Sounds like a Christian group. Yeah, Satanic Kids Enterprise. You know, they're they're young, marketable adults. So how long has he been composing? Uh, not too long, actually. I think because uh, this was his first group that he was ever in in 2009. Right. And uh, I think he started off probably a year before that, around 2008. So, yeah, he's been going at it for about five or six years now. Definitely got some talent, though. Man, I, I'd like to hear some more stuff from him. That was that was rad. Absolutely. Yeah. So, James, actually, you're up next. You got a track for us, right? Yeah, the track that I'm going to play is called Her Cloud, which is a four-channel XM file at 32KB by Cyphus.
Once again, you just heard Her Cloud, which is a four-channel XM file at 32K by Cyphus. Yeah, he's uh, he's a British composer, an English composer known as uh, also as Silo7. And he was part of BDSE, and that's the Bobby Davro Snooker Experience. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's been in a few different groups, and um, it, this track was it was pretty cool. And James picked it because we, it was funny. We were just listening. We were playing on the Amiga yesterday at my place, and uh, we were going through a bunch of different tunes. And he heard this, and he's like, oh, man, dude, I, I, I love this track. Can we yeah. play this tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's a good one. It's really cool. It doesn't really do anything like particularly crazy in terms of like technology or like you know instrument hacking or anything but the melody is just really really good it's really fun to listen to yeah i mean this track really had a lot of that uh, montage feel that i like where it just kind of feels like you can kind of imagine something going on like it just puts imagery in your head and this was very kind of you know dark and heroic and it just it just had so much cool stuff going on that i mean my ear doesn't have the ability to kind of discern all this different stuff. It's kind of like my taste buds. Like, I, I you know, I get, a, I have a good meal and I don't know what was in it, but I know that I like it. So this track, I just, I knew instantly as soon as I heard it that, that this was a track that I really liked. And it makes me very sad to see that this wasn't in like a game or anything like that. Yeah. Because I could see this being like towards the end of a game and it's just like you just won. You're riding off with the lady, and she's you know oh, it's totally. just like the credits are about to roll. So. Yeah, Ed, you were saying it's uh, it sounded a lot like Mizutani, Iku Mizutani, in that that last uh, harmony part there. Oh yeah, I totally got some like Shadow of the Ninja ending yeah. theme in there at the end Big of it. Time. No, I, I love this. I mean, he does a lot of really cool things with uh, like note stopping during the solos. It's like the the samples are cut short, and it, it's done on purpose. It's you know he clearly has the stops in there if you look at it in a tracker, and uh, I think that that notion of making all these things sound cut off also kind of gives it uh, a really kind of cool demo scene mm-hmm. vibe. I think that was that was pretty awesome. He also does a lot of really cool volume changes. He makes the echoes and stuff sound so close together that you can't your ear really can barely pick them up, but I don't know. It was it was pretty rad. Yeah, it just kind of enhances the sound more than like creates an echo. It's yeah, it's a cool effect. Yeah, no, so I was looking up this uh, track specifically and this I believe was for a demo called Pressure Cooker that took fourth place for the Sundown release party in two thousand six. It's like th- this big demo group and they get together and they do different competitions and this one was part of that demo demo party. So I think that um yeah fourth place people liked it liked the track and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think people know it for that and you know he's done a ton of other stuff you can find different chiptunes that he's written on syphus that's s-y-p-h-u-s dot underground dot net and uh, yeah he has a bunch of stuff on there so you guys can check that out and uh, get a, a feel for what uh, he has to offer it's pretty badass man this is really good and if it took fourth place i would really like to hear the first second and third place tracks from this competition well, that's what i was thinking about the the previous track that we played it took second place so. yeah i know right yeah totally yeah so anyways we have uh, one more track right it's from you yes this one is called well i played crack chip last time so this one is called dark chip and uh it's from tdk it's a mod file in four channels 20 kilobytes let's rock it
Welcome back. That one was called Dark Chip from TDK, otherwise known as The Dark Knight. That was a mod file in four channels at 20 kilobytes. Otherwise known as Bloody Tears. Bloody Tears. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think James and I both hit on the same thing at the same time. We're like, this is Castlevania. Yeah. It's funny because I, I was actually getting uh, like Zelda under, Underground. The, the, oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And then that do 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 that that kind of like yeah that keyboard melody underneath it all is very very much like the the dungeon theme yeah yeah, yeah. totally that's that. exactly what I was thinking the whole time and then just add you know drum and bass on top of that mm-hmm. there you go now when you played this track for me a couple days ago that was one of the things that I told you I was like this almost feels kind of Castlevania like and yeah. then when we were listening to it just now before we started recording um, I was listening to it and Ed had actually said like I guess I gotta play all the Castlevania sounding music and I was in the middle of writing the word Castlevania when he, <laughs> when he had said that so it's kind of a, a common theme right now because I was thinking the same thing too mm-hmm. so uh, the Dark Knight he has a lot of stuff going on um, he's actually his name is Mark T I don't know if his last name is known but you can head over to marktdknight.bandcamp.com and uh, he's got an album out called Reawakening, which has a lot of, from what I understand, it's a lot of very Castlevania kind of inspired tunes. So I guess he really kind of takes this whole gothic uh, electro Baroque synth thing he's of, got going on yeah. and kind of runs with it. Yeah, so he's still doing stuff today then, right? Yeah, oh yeah, these albums that are on Bandcamp come, came out within the past couple of years or so. So he's been he's been active for quite a while. That's wild because I see in the in the instrument notes that this track specifically was released in 1991. That's that's a long time for doing composing. That's awesome. He's still staying with it. Yeah, yeah. He's got a he's got about two hundred and fourteen uh, different mod files on Jeez. on modarchive.org, plus all of his non mod stuff. So yeah, he's yeah. pretty prolific. Yeah, yeah. Like twenty five years. Yeah. Now I have a big folder of stuff from him. Like he's he has some really good tracks. This is one of them. I mean, I I hadn't heard this one, so hearing it for the first time, it was like, oh man, another track I don't know from this guy. <laughs> it's it's really cool. I really like how his melody. Um, it's so naturally composed that you can almost kind of anticipate the next notes that are coming up as you're listening to it. Just follows a very natural progression. It makes mm-hmm. it very easy to listen to. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that the rhythm and the pace of this track itself doesn't feel it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel uh, like jagged. It just feels really smooth all the way through. It's it's a cool track, and then it ends like you know, it kind of dampens and ends uh, you know, trailing off the end there. But other than that, no, it's just. A, very smooth track all the way through even though it's you know got that baroque castlevania kind of metally kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it yeah i totally think we'll be hearing more from this dude as impulse project goes on i'm sure we will <laughs> anyways that that about rests with the show we had a, a lot of music today and uh played some pretty epic tracks if you want to know more about the show you can find us online at impulseproject.info we're also on twitter at impulsecast and then there's also, Ed, you actually created a Facebook group for, for the podcast. Absolutely. And that's, what is that? Facebook.com slash groups slash? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. Really. Yeah, it's, it's Facebook.com slash groups slash Impulse Project. And it's kind of a community. So it's not just us posting our shows uh, and, and extra content from our shows, but it's for you guys to also post. If you guys know of really cool uh, demos that are on YouTube and, and you want to show them off, or if you're a composer yourself and you want to show off some of your chiptunes, or if you have you know extra stuff that you'd like to share based on composers that we've featured in our shows, you can hop over to the Facebook group and you can share them and other people can comment on them and so we can all start having this awesome large discussion about you know chiptunes and all, all this music 
music that we're talking about. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny because we, you know, this group was just created a, a few days ago and we already have a ton of people posting stuff. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been putting some stuff on there and uh, getting some good feedback from other people listening to the, the music and stuff. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So anyways, if you want to know more about our shows, we also have video game music podcast. Me and James do a show. It's called right. Pixelated Audio and you can find that at pixelatedaudio.com. And Ed also does a video game music podcast. Yep, my show is called Pixel Tunes Radio, and you can find us at pixeltunesradio.com. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Check back in a few weeks for the next episode, and I hope you like the music. Take care, guys. Bye.